0: Good morning, here we are, Monday morning, at the Hollywood Shtibol Daph on the 20th of January, Chaf Gimel Teves, Daph Zion. of Brachas. We'll go, um, we'll start from the last line of Tezayan amid Bays. Today's learning should be, Le'elen Ishmas. Get Opero Bas hospital. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. Rav Safra, the last line of Tezayin amid Bays. Rav Safra, Bossert Tzlusay at the conclusion of his Shmoina Esrei, Amar Hachi would insert the following. Hashem Should be the will of Hashem. Shitasen Shalom Bepamalia Shomalia that he shall place peace in the officers of the countries that dwell in the heavens. And in the lower worlds as well. And peace in between the students who are learning whether they're learning, they studying of the Torah, is with the right intentions or not for the right intentions. And you would daven that those who are learning, but their learning is not for sincere reasoning, should be sincere. Now, what does that mean? Shalayla Shema over here. So I saw two pshatim in the learning. Should be Shalayla Shema. One is that it just means somebody's learning with for the for the reward and not just for the sake of the fact that we're commanded to learn Torah, but they're actually uh, learning it for the reward. But I don't remember where it says. But one of the pshatim I saw says that. That's, a, that's a, a lower level of shalai l'shma, because at the end of the day, you're learning and your, your, your kavana is for Hashem. Is, uh, you want to get tzachar also. But shalai l'shma, I think the Gemara, the Gemara is going to talk about shalai l'shma, but shalai l'shma could mean like uh, where you just want to argue, Lakanta. you just want to argue with other people, so you want to know what to answer them. That learning, that's really shalai l'shma. Rav Alexandria b'sa tzluce Amar Hachi. Rav Alexandria would finish his shemini with his other with another Tfila. Yiratam of Hashem Alakenu Tamidenu BeKaren Ora should be the will of Hashem that you should have a, a, a mystical uh, a light an aura about you. But Al Tamidenu BeKaren and not stand in darkness. And not to worry, and not to have your eyes, what you see, darkened. others say, That was actually, in fact, not the conclusion of the Sheman of Rav Alexandri, but rather the conclusion of Rav Alexandri, boss the Matsi, Rev. Alexandri would finish in a different way. Master of the world, it is revealed before you. We want to do your will. Right? We're here pretty early. We want, we want to serve you. So, what's holding us back from being perfect st- servants of God? The yeast in the dough. What does that mean? The yeast in the dough. So, Rashi on it says. The evil inclination that's in us that causes everything to become inflated and uh, grow in an unhealthy way. And what else holds us back from being servants of Hashem? The shibud Malchias. And the fact that we're in Galus, we have uh, obligations to the host countries that we're in, and the shibud the, the The fact that we have such a strong yitzhahara who has so much control in this world, it should be your will, Hashem, that we should be saved from their hands, and we should be returned to doing your mitzvahs, your chukim, your laws, with completion. Now, is the Gemara telling us these that we should? look at them and say these are all forms of elikai, like that for people to get and learn from or is the Gemara sharing it to teach us that we see that you know you might think that everybody had the same shminessah but in fact there was a lot of uh, individual individualistic choice when it came to the end of shminessah we we sometimes people will tell you that uh, orthodoxy is very uh, Very hard to express individualism in Orthodox Jewry, but we see the Gemara actually tells us that the Rabbanim each had their own uh, nuances in prayer. I I think also what's really interesting, if someone were to really delve into it, they could see the type of personality. What you're davening for. Right. Someone who says, uh, behold our evil plight, attire yourself with your attribute of mercy. This is someone who's like really... uh, like uh measuring himself like care- careful of everything that he does and knows that he sins and he's trying to be careful not to do anything yeah it, 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 it's if you cross-reference that with other stories with those um, amram, yeah very interesting rava first wide line down on Yudzai zayin amir aleph rava basets lusey rava would finish his shemayin Asri with the following words Elekai. God. Before I was born, I wasn't worth creating. But now that you've already created me, it's like I haven't been created. I'm like dust in my life. Certainly when there's nothing left in me and I'm really in the dust. I am like, I am in front of you like a vessel filled with shame. It should be your will that I shall not sin anymore. What I have already previously sinned. Erase with your mercy. But not through hardships and suffering and sickness. And this was, in fact... The vidoi, the repentance of Rav Anyum kipper, and that's why those words sound so familiar to us because that's what we say on Yom Kippur. He would conclude Shmuel as follows: kind of guard my lips, from speaking trickery, and those who want to curse me should be silenced. Kaafal my soul should be like dust to all those. Open up my heart to your Torah, I shall give me the ability, the strength to pursue mitzvahs. Save me from evil encounters. From the evil inclination, from a bad woman and all the bad events that come to this world: And anybody who wants, anybody who wants to harm me, please Hashem disturb their plans and ruin their thoughts that they shall not be able to cause harm to me.. May my words find favor uh, in your eyes, my Hashem, my Creator. This is fantastic. Rav when he would fast, he found a way to put that maseiras nefesh, those actions, into actual words it's revealed to you at a time when there was a base of mikdash a person would sin who carbon and they would bring a sacrifice what parts got burnt of the Chatas on the base of mikdash the fats and the blood, the ikr Kapara, came from the zrikas Saddam, right? The carbon, is the main atonement, comes from the sprinkling of the blood. So a person didn't aver, there was no long-term guilt. If they did it, they were able to clean up their act by bringing the sacrifice at the temple. So today I sat and I fasted. And I have less fat and less blood because I'm weak from fasting. You should view that as a replacement for the sacrifices that we would bring in the Beis Hamikdash, and uh, 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 and count that as an atonement. So we found a way, like to, you know, to put a shot to the act of fasting, the mysterious Nefesh of not eating expressed it in a a physical replacement of what we sacrificed on the Mizbeach. After all, one of the concepts of bringing a Karban is that a person, it makes a person think that they have life and this animal has life and they're sacrificing the animal's life instead of theirs because that's Hashem's Midah. Hashem gives us another chance. So here he's saying, I did more than that. I sacrificed my own life and my own blood and my own food Um, I gave up. So, uh, certainly, it should merit a kapara. Rabbi Yechenon. We've read a number of additions to the Shemona Esra. Yeah. Is there a common thread that all of them are for myself, or all of them are for B'nai Yisrael? I mean, here, this last one, you know, I fasted, I'm weak, and stuff like that. And the other one, some of them say, uh, you know, for us, as opposed to me. Is there something, a thread that we should be looking for? So, I, I, I hear what you're asking, is that, I mean, I, I, the, the only thread that I looked at is that we shouldn't think and, and a little bit goes back to what Mark was saying, each person has different experiences with their Yiddishkeit, each person has different experiences with their relationship with God, and that is the time to come up with something meaningful that corresponds to your struggles and your hopes to put it into Shemay Nasser. I think that's the biggest common thread, is that they didn't all say, what does it say in Shulchan Aruch to conclude Shemay Nasser with? Is there a theme um, of, uh, that it's an auspicious moment for a specific request of a Tzibor? I, that, uh, it, it probably didn't say something, but I didn't, nothing popped into my head. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechanan, Masayim when Rabbi Echanan would finish Iyayv, right? The end of the day, we're all going to the same place. Mankind dies, animals die, everything is not here. Nothing is forever. Asher God of is the person who grew in Tayra, va'amole Betayra, and his uh, work is in Tayra. He struggles and he works on himself to learn, va'oesa nachatzruach liyitzer, and he gives Hashem a pleasant uh, spirit. The God of B'shem Tav, he has a good name. The Nifter B'shem Tav min ha'elam, and he dies with a good name better is a good name than good than fine oil and better is the day when a person dies than the day that he's born so we a little bit switched uh, right, that was a little bit of a we switched tracks from the dominating but it shows us what a person the praises that ultimately count in a person's life that should be part of your daily davening. Daven for things that you want to be true about yourself at the end of your life. Margala Bapume Dura Mayor. Your mayor would constantly say, Gama Bakala Vovka Vhonaafshola Das Darki, Velishkoid Al Disi, A Al Dalosi, Tai Rasi Nitsar, Tai Rasi Belibay, Venegar Enechatiya Rameya would constantly express with all your hearts, with all your soul, I want to know Hashem's ways, and to be constantly at Hashem's door. My, uh, uh, the Torah should be guarded inside of him and not forgotten, and he should always be God-fearing. Sh'morpicha mikol chet, mikol hashama my mouth should be guarded from all sin. and should be holy and pure. And that Hashem should be with Him everywhere. So, it may also, these are things that you want to be true of yourself. You have to actually put it into words. It's not going to happen without that. The Rabbanon of Yavne would constantly express the following. Ani beria beria. I, the Chachamim, would say, we are a, a, a creature, a human being, a creation of Hashem. beria. And so too, a fellow, mankind, is also, everybody is right. a creature of God. First ultra-wide line down. Ani the Basada, my work is here in the city, and his work is in the field. so if you look in Rashi in the first narrow line, Rashi understands that we're referring to people who work in the fields and work as farmers who didn't necessarily benefit from uh, education, and uh, the Chachamim, who were very well educated. Taisvus says, "I need the second Taisvus on the left-hand margin. I need That it's not necessarily comparing a Tom Tchacham to a farmer, somebody who's working in the field, to somebody who's learning. It's comparing just every person, no matter who you are, has the ability to distinguish between good and evil." Says the Gemara again. First ultra wide line down. I need malachti be'er malachti basada. I need mashkim the malachti. I get up for my work. V'hum mashkim the malachti, and he gets up for his work. Because sheim shehu ena mizgade b'malachti, kachai ani ani enimizgade b'malachti, the same way he's not coming to take away my profession and my Pranasa. So to I'm not going to do that to him. And maybe I'll feel haughty that I am doing uh, more for uh, or better. Hashem doesn't judge people based on how much or how little they do. In the end, rather Hashem's focus is on what is your Kavana? what is your intention, how much goodness do you have in your heart at the time that you do your avoida? And where did we learn this from? So Rashi explains this is coming from, We know there's something called the Karben of the Yairi, right? There's different karbanas, somebody can afford only a flower offering, is allowed to bring a carbon out of the air a flower offering? And somebody can afford a big full animal brings a big full animal. But that's not how Hashem judges the importance of each person's carbon. ma'amit, whether you bring more or bring less, the main thing that Hashem is looking at is where this level of sincerity in your heart. Says the Gemara, da Abaya would constantly say Adam person should be exposed with fear of Hashem to make sure that he really fears Hashem and he's not coming up with cover ups Rach Meshiv to answer with a soft tongue marba to create more harmony with his brothers. And even with a stranger in the marketplace, he should make sure to not do anything, to just create baseless hatred. The goal of a person should be that he's beloved by Hashem and revered on this world. And accepted by Hashem's Briyas, Hashem's Creations. This is one of my favorite Gemara's from this parak, and that's good because the parak's ending soon. Nobody ever got the best of him when it came to greeting people. He always greeted people first. Even a Nachri Bashok, whether that means just a stranger or a non Jew, didn't matter who the person was. Nobody ever greeted Rav Yechelim Ben Zakkai before he greeted them first. Margolab Bepumei de Rava. What was Rava's constant speech, utterings? Tachlus Chachma. What's the purpose of wisdom, of Torah wisdom? Chuba. Umasim Taybim. Repentance and good deeds. A person shouldn't lead a life where they spend so many hours invested in their learning and their understanding of Torah. But then they go home and they curse everybody else and they curse out their parents and they curse, uh, and they have a lot of jealousy. So then they're missing the boat. Shneema, where do we see this from? Reish is Chachma, Hashem. The beginning of Chachma, in order to gain Chachma, and the purpose of Chachma, is fearing God. Seich Al-Tayv, V'chal And smart, Seich uh, al good conscience. L'chal For all those who do the deeds of Hashem. La l'ayneime, ela l'ayisim l'ayisim l'shma, La l'ayisim sh'lai l'shma. L'ayisim sh'lai l'shma. Only for those who do mitzvahs and learn Torah for the right reasons to serve Hashem. Somebody who does Torah, learns Torah and does mitzvahs for the wrong reasons, it would have been better had they not been born, had they not been created. So now this level of shalai leshma has to be, uh, that. that's a very strong statement. Because if you remember, what was the tefillah of. Rev. Alexandria, his tefillah was, that a person uh, to daven, or sorry, what was the tefillah of? Not Rev Alexandria, of Safra, of Safra's tefillah was at the very top of the page. So, that those who are ice can shalai Lishma, he davened that they should end up learning Lishma for the sake of heaven, for the right reasons they should be doing Torah and mitzvahs. And now you get to the, almost the bottom of the Yomit, and you see, the Gemara says, better that they shouldn't have been created. Well, which one is it? Or are there two types of Shalai lishma? So says Rashi, Ha'oise Shalai lishma no Yach Lashlai, never better that they shouldn't have been created. Pir Shain, mit Kedel, Lachayim, Elekanter. We're talking now about somebody. It's not just that they're learning for the reward. Much worse than that, the only reason why they're learning Torah, they're studying Torah, is to be able to argue and debate with people. They mamash can't be happy unless they're in an argument with others. If somebody's learning in order to get honor, in order to be able to debate and fight with other people, and therefore they have to know uh, the chachma, that is the Shalai that the Gemara says, shalay never better." They should not have been created. It seems like the Gemara you mentioned, we learned about uh, buria, seems to solve the problem, right? That there's a distinction between. Uh, maybe it's better they shouldn't have been created but still the tefillah she, is that they should uh, come to well, uh, that, uh, well that that Gemara well, is a little bit of a the, contradiction because that Gemara she tells her husband Remeir, why are you davening that the wicked should die you should daven that their sins should die Right? That's the tomorrow we had. But then the next statement, when, uh, when uh, Tsuduki started up with her, that's what Yos is referring to, she says, uh, should a barren woman rejoice that she didn't have kids? If, if she would have had kids like you, then she didn't have them. Yes, she's happier that she didn't have kids like you. So we see that, you know, she, was, she, she's, uh, she gave a conflicting uh, thing. So how do you want to resolve it? you want to say that the, we see this uh, two levels? I don't know. Um it different. By Brewery, it's different. She was telling her, husband, don't daven that they should die, but it doesn't mean, uh, uh, you know... In this case, the yeah. example you said is a, the, the, a tefillah that they should come... They, right. bring in Lush or they should come to so I think it's the Marashah. Marashah in God says, you have to know, just like you don't daven for a miracle, you, well, you could daven for a miracle, but in Soyimchanal you don't daven for things that are not... You have, to da- you have to know what you're dabbling for. That not that you should dabbling for something which is uh, I don't want to say unrealistic, but yeah, you have to know a little bit how Hashem works. But there are quality. it's possible that the nase will happen. But uh, there's teva also. There's something called teva. Also, the, 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 the Tosis and I think Rashi both quote one and, and, uh, and Mark Shnagun in the face. So it's, a, it's Oh that's a that's a good kasha yeah. tzedes a good kasha and they, Oh, so they both say Lakanta, rashi also right minutes, so but they, it's interesting they asked him they're not here right so maybe, very uh, interesting but the kasha I have on you, so why does that change things Let's say somebody gets into learning because they love this idea of being able to walk into a shul not keep shabbos not daven and yet be able to argue with the rabbi they love that concept <laughs> where else could you do that besides yeah. in learning if you 're arguing and learning, so uh, you could come to a share, you could argue uh, uh, viciously and uh, and you, and you feel accomplished, and everybody respects you. Mind you, it is nothing for your Judaism or for you uh, your growth so that 's lakanta you 're just doing it to be able to argue with people so uh so, 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 so why then? And, but such a person seems like we don't say that eventually they'll end up learning for the right reasons. Oh, so yeah. the Marsha, I think it's it says you, you need a starting point. You need a starting point. If somebody's starting point is evil, then you're not going to go anywhere. The Gemara just told us the starting point has to be something at least positive. Somebody who loves they love to argue with people, and you know—and they don't get paid for it. But somebody who just loves to argue with people, their starting point is so low that there's no hope for, uh, that that learning is going to translate into anything more. There's no, there's no point in davening. There's no point in davening for them that they should learn l'shma. It's not going to happen. They just their starting point is too far out. Margulah be de rav. Rav would constantly express the differences between this world and the next world. The next world, there's no working, there's no reproduction, there's no food, there's no drink, there's no jealousy there's no hatred there's no fighting rather just righteous people sitting in the next world in the ava, with their benefiting from being in the shadow of the shechina so i'm sure there's a lot of deep concepts over there but the next world there's no party there's no party but it's also easier there's no kina there's no sinner there's no hatred there's no uh, battles to be fought this Gemara, I don't have a pshaten. But the Gemara says that if Hashem makes a promise, the way I understand it, a promise made by Hashem to a woman is answered more than to a man, is is kept more than to a man. Shneema, nashem, shan nois, lying woman should stand up. Shemana, b'nois, marti. I have listened to their words. why is that so? What did they merit that they feel that they should be answered better. in the reward that they send their sons to the shul to go here, and that they send their, uh, their husbands out to learn and that they wait, await their husbands to, uh, to come home, that they let their husbands go learn Torah instead of uh, working and helping out. So that's something which women earn a greater merit than men to be answered. The problem that I have with understanding this Gemara has no problem understanding that women deserve that Hashem should listen to them, keep their promise. But what does that mean? If Hashem makes a haftacha, right? The Gemara started off by saying the word haftacha, right? means a promise. Hashem, what? What's that? if Hashem promises, I don't care if I'm a man or a woman, He's gonna keep His promises. Hashem, God keeps His promises. What does that mean? It's a better promise, that it, the commitment that Hashem makes to men, women over men. If God makes a commitment, He's keeping it either way. What is that? I don't, I don't understand. It, it's almost mashma, like a promise made to men are not honored to the same extent as a promise made to a woman. How could that be? It's Hashem. Hashem keeps His word. Greater ezer. Why? Women, women get more ezer than the men do. So what does that... Uh, how are you you're saying the haftacha that will get rewarded? Yeah, that's what you're going to say. The G'day la haftacha doesn't mean that Hashem if, uh, is not going to keep his promise to a man. It means G'day la haftacha that he, in, he, the, the fact that Hashem promises that there's a uh, reward for doing good deeds is fulfilled even more when it comes to women than men. Okay? You have a maybe. No. <laughs> have a When they would leave the house of Rabami they would say as follows: gave a when he left they would say to him as follows that you should have a long life and you should have and you should have a legacy for many generations and your heart should always be turned to Hashem and your mouth should only speak good things and wise things and you should be whispering the praises of Hashem and you should see straight and you should be lit up with the light of Torah and your face should be shining bright and your mouth, your lips should speak Das, Chachma and, uh, and you should always be Wanting to hear the right things, beautiful bracha. You have a miftir, a ban beir of chiz de varmel, beir of shmuva, a nachmeni, a varlei hachi. alufainu m'subalim. alufainu our leader m'subalim is is a uh, seivel, is way down. What does that mean? what it means. who are way down with And one says, a leader in Torah Mitzvahs, but who's way down with affliction, with uh, Yisurim. Seinu So the, who who is saying this to who? This was right, this was uh it's uh, about the, what the Pasuk means. You should not have descendants like a pirtza, a break in your lineage, like David HaMelech had, that Achitofel who did bad things came out of him, and like Shaul, who had darmi. There shouldn't be a scream, like you shouldn't have the the, the misfortune of having a descendant from your family like Alisha did, she yatsmenu who was, we know, we, we had a Gemara about Kei Chazi, if you go, and your streets, that you shouldn't have somebody It literally means uh, to, to ruin the food in public. Uh, I don't know if that's the equivalent of uh, hanging out uh, air, uh, what's the expression? air the dirty laundry in public? But it shouldn't be that a, a mikshol should come out of your house and be Shamu alai abir So now that we had one pasuk where we had a dispute, rav what the meaning of the pasuk is, the Gemara gives us another one. Where's this pasuk from? This pasik is from Yeshaya. Says the Navi Yeshaya. Shemur alai abir Here, listen to me, the strong of heart. our chaykem Far, far from righteousness. The pasuk teaches us that the whole world is is nourished with righteousness. That everybody's sustenance ultimately comes because Hashem is righteous. but, tz, uh, but uh, tzadikim are uh, are nizaynim bezraya they actually are nourished, are given nourish, uh, nourishment with, uh, from the plantings of their work, right? Really, everybody does get because of their merits. It's not all an act of kindness, of righteousness of God. But Tzadikim... Uh, a Baskal Yatzabaska Baskal Yatis Meharchairav every day a, a heavenly voice rings out by Maris Kala L M Kula Nuzain Bashville Khanina Bini. The whole world is really deserving of sustenance because of Khanina. Now who is Khanina Beni? Khanina Bini Dailoi Bekav Kharuven Mehr of Shabzday of Shabiz. somebody mentioned this before, right? That he was uh, survives a whole week on eating uh uh, kav of Haruman, of uh, Pits, what is it? Uh, caribs. Caribs. Before it was a date. Up, uh, up, right. up, what? It was a date before. A date. Yep. Who is this strong of heart? Who is That nobody ever was, uh, nobody ever was converted from him. Uh, so so this nation, they, 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 nobody ever, from this whole nation of Gaboi, Tipsoi, what's it called, uh, they, they, I guess they lived in Babel, nobody ever converted to Judaism. So we see that they are really, uh, there's no hope. Now the truth is, I don't understand why we're blaming the nation that nobody ever converted from them. We never converted anybody from them. You know, uh, it's up to the base in who to accept. It's not up to the nation. Uh, how how would you know if if people came to convert but they were never accepted? Why? Because the people who lived in my town, <coughs> who saw my base medrash, right? Ravashi, uh, big base medrash, the chachazu, yakra de raisa, Zimni, b'shata. People would come from all over to see the pilgrimage to learn the Magaya giurim inayu, and they didn't come to convert after seeing that sight of everybody coming to learn uh, in Adar. They would come thirty days before Pesach and thirty days before, and, and in El, thirty days before Sukkot. They would come to learn the halacha, and nobody ever uh, from the surrounding areas. It never made a powerful enough impression on anybody to cause them to come and convert. I guess he was speaking as the Rav of the Ravashi. If there would have been any conversion candidates, he would have known about it, right? If anybody wanted to really convert, they would have come to him. So when he said, What fools, that nobody in my hometown who saw this great. Pilgrimage of a people who come to study as a whole nation together in mass, and uh, that doesn't make an impression on you. That doesn't show anything. Then must be that they weren't merit. They didn't merit anybody to convert to the Jewish people. It's interesting because you know we just had the big Siam Ashas right in MetLife Stadium and all over, and you read so many. Reports, you don't know what's real, what's fake, what's n- anymore. But people feel very good when they know they made a kiddush Hashem. When 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 a non-Jew says this is something beautiful, people feel like uh, that that that's 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 our intention. Yeah, that's that's the plan. And here you see that Rivashi also had the same. Uh, Rivashi had the same uh, understanding that. The sight of a whole Jewish people coming to learn together, coming to study together is such an impressive thing that if you have a city where nobody ever converted and never made an impact on any of the guy living there, that uh, that, that uh, says something about them that they're not worthy. Yeah. Hasanen writes a rice. So now, going back to our Mishnah, after all, we are learning Hilchas Brachas, right? We are learning Brachas. So, what did we say? Chas, in the night of his wedding, we said back in the Mishnah on uh, Tez Zion Amid Aleph, all types, uh, on uh, Tez Zion Amid Beis, which is a continuation of Tez Zion Amid Aleph, Chas, in the rights of Likris, Kreshma, and Kaira. the, the Tanakama said, that if a chassan wants, he can read Shema. Rabb Shem Ben Gamliel said, "No, not quite." That may be the opinion of Shem Ben Gamliel, but Rabb Ben Gamliel says, "No." Light color writes, "Liklus Hashem Yitel." We don't allow you to just say a bracha if you're not going to be able to have proper kavanah, and we don't allow you to say Hashem's name in vain. So, if a chassan the first night does not have the option of saying, "I'm not so bothered and worried about the adventures that lie ahead." I am uh, able to have kavanah for Shema. Are you telling me that Reb Shem Ben Gamliel, who says you cannot say the Shema, even if you feel personally that you are able to say it with kavanah, is Chayish li Is telling you don't be different? As they say in Yiddish, don't be an Eibachacham. You know, if nobody, if every chassan is taught, don't say Shema, you're also a chassan, don't say Shema. Don't try and come up with a haughty, a mitzvah, a way to do your mitzvah. We learned just the opposite. The Mishnah discusses, what about the restriction of doing work on Tisha B'av? can you do melacha or not? So makam shenagu lasis melachim t'sh'roi isen the Mishnah says makam shenagul la'asas ain't isin is, depends on the minigam makam there's no clear-cut halacha that tells you you can't however if you're in a place where you where they don't where they do work, where they don't do work don't but if it's in a place where they do do work isin, then you do work b'chol makam t'amidei chacham betelim and Talmud they don't do their usual teaching and learning. Because it's Tisha B'Av. M'shem Gamliel said, no, you have the right, even if you're in a town where 99% of the people in that town are on-call emergency physicians, and there, there, there's no, uh, there's, they're, they're all on-call, they're all working, so you don't have the right to say, I'm a Talmud HaChacham, even if you're not on-call, you have to work. <laughs> so in the, when it comes to working on Tishabav, we're saying that M'shem Gamliel is the one who says that you don't have to work you could say who doesn't work on Tishabav and it doesn't look like you're showing off to everybody else by saying look how righteous I am I don't work on Tishabav. and yet in our Mishnah what does Gamliel say that a chasm doesn't have the right to single himself out when it was written, when it was transcribed, the names got switched and you have to switch the names to correspond to, to, of, of the Mishnah uh, to, that the one opinion says you are allowed to do mitzvahs even in a place where it may look like you're uh, adopting a holier-than-thou attitude. And uh, you switch the names. Don't try and resolve a contradiction between two Mishnayis by saying that it wasn't recorded properly. <laughs> and say, listen here. On Tishav, we told you that if everybody's doing work in that town you have to do work because you'll look like an exception to the rule. But if you're a chassan, and you're saying kriya shema, together with a room full of men, you're not going to look like the exception to the rule. You're a man. You're in the room where everybody's saying shema. It's at the end of the wedding. They're davening meirev. You're not going to look like an exception to the rule. So what showing off is there? Teshubov, you say, I don't do work because I can consider myself like a Talmud Chachem. So it's very noticeable. People are going to say, who is this show off? The kivin de kuli alma avdi hacha kivin de the alma avdi melacha. If you like a but if you don't work, Mexikiyire. It looks like you're showing off. And Roshim Gamliel, Roshim Gamliel, like Kasha, Haasim be Kavana Talia Milsa, and Roshim Gamliel, Roshim Gamliel, also is not a contradiction, since it depends on how much Kavani you could have. V'Anan Sadi, the leimut se l'chavuni by Kriysh Marbshim Gamliel said that you you're not allowed to say it because you're saying on yourself that I am better than everybody else. I'm allowed to. uh, say Shema because I'll have proper Kavada but if you don't work on Tisha there's a lot of people who are not working on Tisha go look how many people even on a work day their shop is not open they're closed they have no customers there's no orders coming in they're not doing work so that's not a Chiddush and to see somebody who's not working on Tisha B'av, nobody's going to think, oh, he's making himself like a Tam Chachem, because we saw him last Monday. Last Monday also he had no orders in the shop, and he had no cars in the garage bay. So it's not, a, this. it doesn't look, just because somebody's not working at that moment. Now what's interesting is, is that, Today we're used to telecommuters. We're used to people working their own hours and different shifts. And uh, Sunday is not necessarily universally a day off as it used to be. People much more a work schedules, Monday through Friday, nine to five. Today there's a lot of different hours, working hours that people uh, uh, work. But it seems like already in the times of the Gemara, they were knew that this non, uh, you know, this flexible work schedule would come into existence. And it wouldn't be forever, a five-day, nine-to-five work schedule. Hadron, Allah, Haya Kaira. With that, we concluded the second parak of Brachas, and we immediately start the third parak. Amazing, right? Up to the third parak already. Misha, Mesa, Yimutu, So, you have uh, Nifter, somebody who passed away, that needs to be buried. And you're, uh, you're, you're, you're part of the burial squad. Part of the Chever Kadisha. They didn't use a tractor in those days. You had to have a line of people carrying the, the, the iron, carrying the mace, and burying them. So when you're working, you're involved with this mitzvah of burying a person who died, you're exempt from Kriya Shema, and from putting on tfilin. And you're all other mitzvahs, right? Those who are carrying the arm, the mace, and those who are slated to replace them and their replacements. So it depends exactly where you are where are you standing? if you're in front of it that you didn't yet do your job we need you but once you already did your job so then you become again even though you're still part of the crew, but you already did your share of carrying. you're in saying, Shema, putting on tefillah. So you'll, Ve'elu ve'elu, putur And both of you are exempt from davening Shemayna Esrei. Kavro as they finish the burial. V'chazra, now they're preparing to return. And right after they do the burial, so they line up in the rows and they are express comfort to the mourners. If they have enough time to say Shema, and to Daven, they should begin. But if they won't have enough time before they're obligated to say, to the mourners, they should not even start. If you're in the first row, maybe there's a lot of people at the funeral, and there's inner rows and outer rows, so you're gonna be the first point of contact for the mourners, but if you're on the outside, so then you are in saying Shema, even though you're there, even though you technically are doing a mitzvah, but you're not uh, the front line. Uh, I don't know what you have by you. I have the Mishnah takes out the rest. of the I have that in parentheses. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's going to come up, and Afchaf it will be stated there. in v'she'enim light. It's clear from our Mishnah that the conditions from exempting you from Kriyashma has to be a what, what? makes you considered that I am the one who's involved with the burial is mutelufanav. Literally, if there's a if there's a mace, if there's a, a dead person lying in front of you. But if they're in a different house, if they're not right by you, then uh, you're, not, you're not considered Isaac ben a mitzvah. And you would be chayv and saying Krishna so that means if you have two rooms, right? If you have two rooms and the body is in the next room, you would say Krishna in the next room. Says the Gemara, we'll ask contradiction to that. Misha say say of somebody who has a dead body in the room. eats next door. And if he doesn't have a two-room house, he has to go to another person's house. It's considered disrespectful <laughs> that you're uh, making brachas, right? You can't eat without making a bracha, and you have to make a bracha, and you don't make a bracha in front of somebody who's no longer in the world where they can merit extra reward for making a bracha. Imagine how painful that is that somebody <laughs> dies, and then they, that's it. They can't earn anymore. That Their earning potential is over in the next world and if they can't they could can put up a wall and eat they don't even have something to put up a curtain a wall he should turn his face away from the uh from the body and eat and he should not recline as they used to always recline does not eat meat, does not drink wine, and does not make the hamaytzi on bread, and does not do a zimun when it comes to Berkha HaKarayna, and they exempt from all mitzvahs because they're right next to this mace, And of course, Shabbos is different because Shabbos we don't have any availus, uh, any public mourning. At the end of the day, what is really considered exempt is only the obligations that a man has to his wife. What are we, where are we going with this? At the end of the day, what is the steer over here? That we said that when you're in another house, the house next door, we still said that if you have a mace that you're about to bury and you're, it's your mitzvah, even if you're not right next to the mace, even if the mace is not lying in front of you, you still have an obligation to all these mitzvahs. Whereas our Mishnah made it clear that if you're in the next house over, you're not considered from that group that's Pater minamitzus Mitzvahs because you're Isaac in the Mitzvah of dealing with the mace. To find out the answer, you'll have to come back tomorrow. Yashakaya. Straight.